Mitchell and welcome to the Recovery Daily Podcast. Today I'll be talking about shifting perspective through meditation. I learned in my pro- in my sobriety program that prayer and meditation is is a part of the program. Um, and what I had heard is that prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening. And so since I have this kind of backwards, not backwards, but unique view of my higher power, I also feel like I have a unique view of prayer and meditation. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about my perspective on meditation and what works for me. And um, really because I've been doing a lot of, I don't even know if you want to call it meditation. I'm calling it meditation because if I call it sitting around (laughs) and being bored, then that sounds, uh, that just makes me depressed. So we're going to say I've been um, meditating a lot these days. And um, I think of meditating as listening, kind of like the program says, but listening instead of thinking. And so thinking is one of my uh, challenges. I do a lot of thinking and um, and I'm aware of that. I've been a big thinker my whole life. And I've learned over the past several years that it's, it's a little more relaxing to turn off my thinker sometimes. It doesn't have to always be engaged. And one thing about sobriety uh, uh, that it's done for me is that I, I feel like before I got sober, I was just flying blind. You know, like I, I not only did I not know, we never know what's coming, but I didn't have any sort of outlook. I'll, all I was ever doing was looking inward. That's it. I was only looking inward. I was looking for um, my feelings, and I was digesting my feelings constantly. I was my feelings. And so today, I try to practice, uh, I've talked about it a little bit earlier this week, that my feelings are choices that I make. My feelings are stories that I tell myself. And I have grown to trust in not letting those feelings build obstacles in front of me. Like feelings sometimes can feel like walls that I can't get through. Um, And over the years that I've been sober, I've almost begun to be able to see through those walls. You know, like the walls have become more transparent. 
and the feelings are something that um that are in front of where I want to go you know the only way to it is through it I'm kind of talking about that going through that transparent wall of feelings to get to the other side before I got sober I could not see what was on the other side of that wall and today I can and I know that the only way that I can get there is to go through those feelings and and so I'm able to to think more positively and know that great things will come if I look outward and onward at the horizon instead of looking inward and just being consumed by my feelings all the time. And so meditation for me, and it has not been something that has that I come by easily has been a way of shifting perspective. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about um, shifting a perspective so that you're at a viewpoint of observing your feelings rather than being consumed by them. So when I first started learning how to meditate, practicing meditation, and by that I mean practicing meditation the way that I used to practice uh, hitting a ball when I played softball, or I used to practice spiking the ball when I played volleyball. It's practice, you know. I don't mean practice like doing. Practicing meditation is not doing meditation. That's what I thought when I heard people say, um, do you practice meditation? I thought that was translated as, do you do meditation? But it's not. It's, it's literally practice. And so um, I would go to uh, one of my fellowship meetings for sobriety, and it was a meditation meeting, and it was on Fridays. And we would have 10 minutes where we would meditate and the and they would turn the lights down and, and I would sit in that room with um, a lot of times a bunch of strangers, you know, I probably knew a couple people in there, but a bunch of strangers and we would all just be quiet for 10 minutes. Um, there was no like calm app that was playing in the background or anything. It was just totally silent. And I've talked about this before, this hamster wheel that was going on in my head. And I just, it almost, with the quieter it was in that room, the louder it was in my head. That's what it seemed like. And so I've talked about how it has taken practice to be able to get to the point where I truly believe that I can stop thinking. I can clear my mind. Um, but that has taken years for me to do that. And so, um, interestingly, I was at a restaurant once and it, it was just, it was in a gas station. I don't know if you knew this, but sometimes the best food is in a gas, the gas station restaurant. Uh, my boyfriend taught me that. So we were waiting for our food in this gas station restaurant and there was a man that came in and he ordered his food and he sat down at a table next to ours. And he 
got his body in um, just not a normal position for sitting at a restaurant table. And I was like glancing over it, like side eyeing over there at him. And I was like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> um, he was meditating. It, he was definitely practicing meditation in the middle of this gas station restaurant. And I mean, to each to each his own, I say, but it was it was a little awkward. And I don't know that I would necessarily choose that location to practice yoga. I think a yoga practice meditation. Um, but I anyway, I guess my my point is just that it was kind of interesting and funny. But you can do it anywhere. And sometimes for me, meditation is simply 15 seconds of just shutting myself down and taking a deep breath. I consider that personally, I consider that meditation as well. So think about this. Imagine your feelings are a pool of water. So typically, in that case, I'm swimming in that pool. Like I'm just constantly swimming in the deep end of that pool. My head is underwater. I'm holding my breath as long as I can until I have to come up for air. Um, that's what it feels like for me when on a daily basis, uh, I just... I don't come up for air. I'm just feelings, 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 and they're just coming at me and swimming around me. And I'm, I almost have this like filing system where I'm grabbing a feeling and sticking it here and grabbing the next feeling and sticking it there. And I've talked about my dark place. You know, if I get pissed off at somebody, I stick that feeling in my dark place. And some feelings I ignore, some feelings I... Back when I was drinking, most of my feelings would uh, get just drowned by my alcohol. But so I was comparing this to uh, being in a swimming pool and, and that water are all of these feelings. That's how many feelings sometimes I felt like I was trying to manage in a single day or a single um, you know, moment during the day. And so over time, I trained my body and my mind to hold my breath longer. So be, I would not come up for air. I would just let those feelings consume me. And, and so the, the, long, the more that I did that, the longer that I could, it felt like the, the longer that I could, uh, stay in those feelings and manage them. And I was just, you know, I was becoming a pro at manage my feelings. I wasn't. I there, All of that was coming out as stress, you know, um, my anxiety issues, um, depression, sometimes it would come out, come out as anger. And so um, what I've learned through this practicing meditation is that I don't have to stay in the pool. I don't have to stay in the deep end with all of those feelings. 
I can just get out of the pool. You know, I can just get out of the pool. And, um, and that is, uh, it, it seems so obvious rather than drowning in all of the overwhelming emotions, I can just get out. And, you know, sitting on the side of the pool, sometimes the feelings will splash on me outside of the pool, but I can just let them roll off or dry up. And, and so by sitting on the side of the pool, we change our perspective. Instead of sitting inside the feelings and letting them surround us, now we're changing our perspective and we're looking at the feelings. We're looking at the discomfort instead of owning it. Instead of letting it surround us, we're becoming more of a, an observer. And instead of letting the feelings own us, we are learning how to observe and own the feelings. I can choose what feeling I want to interact with and what feeling I don't want to interact with. So when the feelings, you know, it. I think part of med meditation that's difficult is is continuing or, or consistently be being able to shut down your thoughts, you know, for a period of time. So, so part of the practice in meditation is you start for a short period of time, you know, like five minutes, or like I said, 15 seconds, you know, you just, that's the where the practice comes in. And so sometimes you'll sit and do, you know, clear your mind for about five minutes. Um, if you can, I mean, in the beginning, I could not make it five minutes. I couldn't even make it uh, uh, 30 seconds without all these overwhelming feelings just coming back inside me and these thoughts and obsessive, you know, what about work, this, and, you know, I, I couldn't let it, let all these things go. So I'm comparing that to these thoughts just splashing at, at us um, while we sit outside of the pool. And so we just identify the feeling and then throw it back in the pool. Like it's like, like you're throwing back a skipping stone into the water. And I think that this comparison... Um, Really, it works for me to show that I have a choice of when I want to get back into the pool and how deep I want to go in the water. All of these feelings that are constantly swarming around me all the time, um, I have a decision day by day, hour by hour, sometimes minute by minute, I have a decision to make whether I'm going to let a feeling, in, I guess, interact with that feeling. 
And so today I know what it means to be present and to live one day at a time. I am not perfect at it. And one of the ways that I practice is by doing things like what I'm doing right now. I thought about this scenario about the pool and I could really identify with it. And so the next time I sit down to try to practice meditation, I'm going to think about that scenario. And there's so many different scenarios that you can try. And by doing that, it allows me to, um, to just use my imagination a little more. So sometimes I can't clear my head. Sometimes I have to actually try to picture something that is serene and, and calms me down. It's just fascinating to me how powerful our brains and our bodies are. And so, um, so try this exercise instead, instead of identifying yourself as a, as a product of your body and mind, consider yourself at, as a lifeguard at a pool. So the tile and the cement is your body and the water inside the pool is your brain. And you get to make all the rules. You get to tell the swimmers when it's break time. You get to tell the swimmers um, no splashing. You get to regulate how calm the water is throughout the day. And the only time you even get wet is when you test the pH levels of the pool. So... You have total control over the balance in your life. Um, and so I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave you with that. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, please follow the podcast and um, keep up with the journey that I'm on. I truly appreciate those of you who are listening. I did have um, vision therapy today. I showed up, I suited up and I showed up um, and the therapist did not want to do any activities today. She wants to continue to um, allow me to keep feeling better before we start really diving into a lot of therapy. So I have homework that I'm going to be doing every day. Uh, it's the same homework that I have explained uh, in my in last Thursday's episode. So I'll be doing my homework. Uh, watching the clouds go by is part of my homework. And then I'll be calling her for the next couple of weeks instead of going into the office because the trip into the office is actually... Um, what is really uh, bringing up a lot of symptoms for me. It's, it's really hard for me to it just simply walking from the car 
into the doctor's office building is what I've pinpointed as one of my um, problems. So the walking thing is is still uh, a no-go for me. So that's where we're at as far as vision therapy goes. But the good news is, is that I am slowly starting to feel better each day. And right now, my my goal is to um, be able to walk around the neighborhood. So I'm looking forward to when that comes. And I'm just going to keep, uh, keep, keep doing nothing. I'm going to keep doing nothing and keep doing this podcast. And, um, and good days will come. Good days are ahead. So thank you so much. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Right.